Listener Production. Not only did we snap a losing streak, we had one of our best days in weeks. And find out the key things that could impact our market next week. Good afternoon, I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Friday, the 19th of January. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Laura, happy Friday. Happy Friday. I'm so excited that we come bearing good news for the first time in what feels like forever. It does feel like forever. In fact, we can uh, be quite specific about this. We had five days of losses heading into today's improvements. Very solid improvement. In fact, the best day in how long? Five weeks. That's a long time. It is a long time. Best day of the year. Best day of the year, yes. Today, the market did improve (laughs) about 1% higher. Very solid improvement. It makes the week not look anywhere near as bad as it could have otherwise been. I mean, we only fell something like 1% now over the course of the week. Yeah, exactly. going to be quite a bit uh, worse than that, of course, if we looked at it yesterday. We're still down about 2, 2.2% in January, and we're still quite away from a record high. But this is the type of move that makes this look like a not a terrible week, at least. No, at least it wasn't as bad as it could have been. But at the best level of the day, we were about 1.4% higher. So we did drop off from those session highs. But still, a 1% increase is not a bad day at all. And that was really on the back of what we saw in overseas markets overnight, right? So we had US share markets lifting. And that was mostly on the back of a lot of the big tech stocks actually gaining overnight. And that means that our tech stock sector here in Australia had a pretty good day too. Absolutely. So if we look at our sectors locally today, I mean, tech stocks were up about 3%, so mm. easily the best performance, as you pointed out. Healthcare up around 2.1. We had energy stocks and financials up. The only losers, in fact, were utilities. They were only down by about half a percent. But overall, roughly seven in every 10 companies on the Aussie share market managed to lift today. Yeah, exactly. So it was pretty broad-based gains and it's only those utility stocks that did fall. And that only happened in the in the late part of the session as well. So for most of the day, we had all of the 11 sectors up in the green. So keep in mind, I just want to mention this as well, the utility sector is made up of three stocks and it was mostly Origin Energy that dragged on that sector today that caused those declines. Exactly right. Let's look at stocks for the day because uh, there were a few of them that received attention. Relatively light on when it comes to company news, but Whitehaven Coal was one that received attention today. It managed to lift by about 3.8%, so shares up near the best levels in about a year. Released some quarterly numbers today, and it said that coal production fell about 6% between October and December, and that was despite some geological issues at one of its mines, a train derailment as well at another, which you would imagine wouldn't be great when it comes to coal production and moving it from one spot to another. But overall, it retained its goals for the year. On average, it made about $216 Aussie per tonne of coal that it sold over the year. Putting that into perspective, 4% lower than three months earlier, but it's about two and a half times lower than the price it was selling about a year ago. So the invasion of Ukraine played a pretty massive part in coal prices a while ago, and now that's come off the boil. Not great, I guess, for profitability. On to another stock that doesn't really have anything to do with mining, but kind of does because they have stuff to do with gold and diamonds. Michael Hill Jeweler. Did you know I was going to say that? I wasn't sure where you were going with it, <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned full the name. Of, full of surprises. Mm-hmm. So did you actually know they're a New Zealand-based jeweler? I did. You did know that? Yep. I didn't know that. that would be I had no idea. 
I found that out today. <laughs> Very interesting. So they released their latest sales update for the six months through to December 2023. And in a nutshell, its group-wide sales were down in the half year as the company flagged challenging conditions and also lower margins due to the higher input price of gold and diamonds. The exact wording in the update was, following three years of record results at Michael Hill, retail conditions for the fine jewellery sector have been challenging throughout 2023. They also did mention that customer sentiment was lower given, you know, everything happening in the world at the moment, higher interest rates and the cost of living and such. I guess you don't have those extra pennies to spend on buying jewellery for your loved ones or for yourself potentially. So its share price was hovering around quite a bit today. It was higher at some points and lower at some points, but its shares did end up closing higher by just over 1%. Mesoblast was in focus to 13% higher today. It was uh, the best on the All Ordinaries Index, which is basically the 500 biggest stocks on the market. Keep in mind, it did hit a record low yesterday and it's had a few very challenging years. So it's still down this year, fell 60% last year, 40% the year before that, and almost 40% back in 2021. But today, the reason why it rose, a catalyst, favorable approval by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration over in the US for a cell therapy in the United States, which is aimed at treating a rare disease affecting kids. Onto another New Zealand-based company, Sinlay. So they're actually a milk company and they made the headlines today after upping its milk price forecast for the 2023-24 season for the second time. So that's all thanks to improvements in the dairy commodity price. So we did see Sinlay shares up in the order of about two-thirds of 1% today on the back of that news. Let's look back at the past week because we said the Aussie share market did drop over the course of the past five days, even with today's improvements. But some of the best performers this week, Data3 was up there. This is a tech equipment company. It rose on a, a profit upgrade. The Lottery Corp was uh, was another one of the best. It announced a new chairman, but nothing really else in markets that I could see to uh, to warrant an improvement. No, nothing happened today. They were up 6% today on no news. They were actually the best performer on the ASX 200 today. Mm, Telix Pharmaceuticals was another standout. It recently gave a trading update and a major broker uh, raised its share price target for where the stock might be in about a year's time. And also Boss Energy, a uranium miner, continuing to ride the wave of firmer uranium prices. Yeah, and they've only just joined the ASX 200 late mm. last year, so they've been doing pretty well. Going the other way, though, Liontown Resources down around 20% over the course of this week, and I'd say most of those falls came yesterday when we got the news that Albemarle, the biggest lithium miner in the world, has sold out of its stake in the company, so that's why we saw its shares falling back. Evolution was another. It fell after a disappointing quarterly update. This is a gold miner, of course. And Sayuna Mining was down there too, mm. as well as Chalice Mining, which is either going really well or really poorly each every second day. And I'll just point out uh, Nickel Industries as well among the losers. So yesterday we heard from the largest miner in Australia, BHP, which reiterated that there's a, a bit of an oversupply of global nickel and that's been pushing prices down. So Nickel Industries, it's got nickel in its name as well and it fell back. <laughs> sectors over the week, mm. though. Tech did absolutely best. That was undoubtedly because of mm. today's gains. We also saw those retailers doing pretty well, finance stocks up as well. On the other end, materials doing worse. So we did have miners under quite a bit of weight this week. And that was on the back of, you know, we had that mostly disappointing data coming out of China and that really weighed on our miners this week. And the other thing that impacted sentiment across global markets this week was, of course, those expectations around interest rate cuts being watered down by many central bankers. Exactly. And that was the excitement around rate cuts this year in the first half of the year for some countries like the United States was one reason why they did so well 
in uh, November and December last year. So let's look forward to tonight, a few bits and pieces out, probably nothing really market moving, but there will be an update on home sales in the US for the month of December and also a handful of companies releasing profit results like uh, SLB, the bank, State Street, Travelers as well. Exactly. And then moving on to next week. So US reporting season will start to heat up. Mm -hmm. So we have Netflix out, Tesla out as well. So those are two of the magnificent seven, as they like to call them. So that can be really market moving given the size of those companies over in the US. Of course, they are, you know, falling within the tech sector and the tech sector does make up a good chunk of the US market. And then that can flow through to our market here in Australia as well. So one to keep our eyes on. Exactly. So they'll be very interesting. Also locally here, we've got plenty of quarterly updates, which will also be moving up a notch as well. So Fortescue Metals, lots of gold miners, uh, one of the big lithium miners in Pilbara and the biggest energy stock in Woodside. They'll all be telling investors how they've done over the three months to December. But other companies providing trading updates too, like ResMed and Insignia Financial. So they'll be uh, with those. But yeah, it is mostly those miners out with production updates. We also have a holiday shortened week here Mm -hmm. in Australia, which is very exciting. So Friday off to observe Australia Day. Lots of interest rate decisions as well globally. Nothing here in Australia, of course, but there will be potentially a rate cut in China on Monday. And then we're likely to see interest rates on hold in Europe, in Canada and also Japan. And on Friday, we also get some inflation stats out of the United States. Quickly, that following week is the one where the interest rate decision will be made in the US as well. So that will be... I reckon we'll talk about that next Friday. Let's do that. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Have a great evening, everyone, and a great weekend. We'll do this again on Monday. Bye, friends. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.